Welcome back to Channel Chat. I'm your host, Amity Shedd, and we are joined today by grain marketing expert Matt Bennett for this special podcast episode. We're going to be talking about the quarterly grain stocks report that was released a little earlier today by the USDA. And from what I'm seeing, it was a pretty nice surprise. Uh, Matt, what was your initial reaction to the report? You know, the initial reaction was uh, one of excitement, uh, to be honest, because the market uh, took off and started trading uh, sharply higher. Uh, the bean market was actually trading higher going into the report, whereas corn wasn't doing a whole lot. And then it was uh, it was pretty obvious before getting the actual numbers that it was a bullish report because you saw corn market trading up seven, eight, nine, ten cents. And so, uh, you know, once we started to see the numbers come in, uh, or the main number come in, which for corn is just, um, you know, 2.114 billion bushels is our carryout number. <laughs> that is super friendly. I mean, it, you know, you could say uh, for reports in the past, especially the last two that you and I have talked about, we haven't exactly had a friendly report. Uh, and so there's no question this is a bullish report. It, it's just uh, uh, the average trade guess was 2.428 billion bushels, whereas the range for guesses was 2.298 to 2.5 billion. So we were below the uh, the lowest end of the range by about 200 million bushels. Right. And that's huge. With that in mind, what does that mean for producers going into this next year? You're right. And that's a great question. So basically what we're saying here, what the USDA said is that, you know, there's less corn on hand than what they thought there was uh, previously. And so this has to translate uh, you know, into our supply and demand tables whenever we start looking at 2019. So uh, this marketing year, if, if you start out with beginning stocks, you know, clear down at this 2.114, uh, obviously you, you've just lost uh, uh, 300 million bushels uh, out, of, out of the equation. And so, uh, you know, that's a, a pretty significant adjustment. And, uh, you know, uh, for a producer, what does that mean? Well, there's probably some support in here. And, uh, you know, uh, going into harvest, it, it certainly has been uh, frustrating for producers to see the price drop that we've seen. Uh, but for the time being, all uh, indications would, would suggest that you're looking at the lowest uh, uh, prices that we've seen uh, for, for a while anyway. Uh, based upon the fact that this market uh, has got a renewed sense of enthusiasm with much tighter stocks numbers. Right. And certainly something to consider are the ongoing trade talks with China that everyone's hearing and talking about. So how does today's report play into that? Right. And so, you know, part of the problem when you get super friendly information like we received on this quarterly stocks report, uh, part of the problem we've had here in the last several months is that uh, there's this cloud hanging over the market, uh, you know, whenever it comes, especially to export demand. Part of the reason a lot of folks thought that this report would not be friendly for corn is that our export demand in the last marketing year was very poor. And of course, that had a lot to do uh, with some of our trade issues. Now, China isn't, isn't a big buyer of corn, but it's been suggested that they would become a big buyer of corn uh, after they've been using uh, a significant amount of corn uh, to make ethanol. Uh, they've actually been uh, working into some of their feed rations as well. And so most people had had expected China would step in and start buying U.S. corn. Of course, that did not happen. And so, you know, uh, soybeans is a much bigger impact. No question on soybeans that there's a lot of concern that the Chinese would not be buying much soybeans. But yet, uh, part of the reason why the market was strong here on report day was that uh, uh, indications were that the Chinese were in buying another 2 million metric tons of beans. Uh, not all at once, but the, that's what this uh, current, low, uh, current, I guess, agreement on uh, purchases was going to be. And so, 
this trade war certainly has uh, has been a chink in the armor, if you will, of the market. Uh, but at the same time, it's also been one of these situations that um, we're seeing that the Chinese still need the beans, and and they're going to find a way around, uh, you know, some of the tariffs and situations that uh, that we've put against one another. Uh, if they still need the soybeans. Right. But all in all, today was a good day, right? <laughs> There's no question today was a good day. Today, uh, I would have expected wholeheartedly that we would take this corn market, you know, up 15 to 20 cents, maybe even push a limit move, which we haven't seen on the upside in a long, long time. Uh, and I would say part of the reservation with some of your traders is just that that feeling of, oh, gosh, you know, I don't know for sure what this demand's going to look like moving forward. Uh, what's this Chinese situation going to look like moving forward? Uh, it's certainly a cloud that's hanging over the head of the market, but any producer that is complaining about a 16 cent higher move in the corn market today, I'd like to have a little uh, one-on-one conversation with because it's been really rough here. I mean, it's been slim pickings. I actually joked uh, earlier on Twitter that, uh, you know, you know that it's been slim pickings lately whenever people are calling and texting wondering what's wrong with the markets and you're up 15 cents on the day. <laughs> right, right. I actually saw that and it made me laugh. Yeah. <laughs> and with this report's release, though it is a friendly report, what should farmers keep in mind moving forward? Yeah, and so it goes back to some of the things we've talked about previously. You know, how does this price impact your farm? You know, we already know what all of our costs are going into harvest, we already know, uh, in some cases, what yields are, you know, where people have been able to, uh, to, to uh, actually harvest. But if you don't know what your yields are and you, you've got a really good handle on it, you know where your profitability levels are. You know where you need to be locking in some income. And so, you know, I, I want to pay very close attention to these price levels. Uh, if, we can, uh, if we can lock in some profit levels, I definitely want to do so. The other thing I want to really keep a close eye on uh, is the December 20 uh, corn and the November 20. Uh, these 20 corn closed the day at uh, 408 and a quarter, while as November soybeans closed at 954 and a quarter. Those are both price levels that a person needs to keep a close eye on because we're already starting to get a really good idea what our cost structure is going to be like for 2020. We can start managing a little bit of our profit margins uh, on 2020 as well. Awesome. Well, is there anything else you'd like to add? No, I think that, uh, you know, as we, as we get... Uh, closer to harvest and get into harvest. This has been an extremely frustrating year, I know, for a lot of producers, both from a weather perspective and then seeing the market skyrocket earlier in the year only to see it go away. Uh, as you get into harvest, I know there's frustration that's still lingering from that. We just need to be cognizant of uh, what the most important things are. We got to stay safe and, uh, you know, make sure that we don't get in too big of a hurry. Absolutely. Very well said. And as always, Matt, thank you so much for talking to us today. And to our audience, thanks for joining us for this special episode of Channel Chat. 